What's up, Colin? We're about to go live. You can click the YouTube link in the uh, in in uh, call in. I also have the podcast link at anchor.fm forward slash JSK. But if you, I'm showing some stuff so you can watch the YouTube video. All right, we're gonna go live. Here we go. All right, all right. Six, five, four, three, two, one, bam. And we're back. What's up, everybody? Good to be here. Recording a little late. Did a little vacay yesterday. Um, so posted an older video, but we're back and we're feeling good. We got something crazy to talk about today. Nothing but the truth. That's what we do. So the climate emergency, the climate crisis. Biden is declaring a climate emergency. What does that mean? Well, it means a lot because when you have an emergency and you are president, emergencies like pandemics, like climate change, you get certain executive orders that are pretty much dictatorship powers that you wouldn't otherwise get. And you can circumvent Congress and the other branches of government. So I'm gonna start off with the video of Biden declaring, or sorry, he had his speech. And basically what's going on is he is basically putting a signal out there to the people that are not part of this World Economic Forum globalist regime which you guys all obviously know of and feel in the air, even though you feel the energy turning because you can feel people awakening and coming together and being there for each other and showing love. And like, you just know that it doesn't feel as eerie and as bad as it did before, which is the good news. The bad news is the real truth is since that's happening, these want-to-be dictators, the Yuval Noah Harari, the, the Klaus Schwab's, the Bill Gates, they are going to pull out, since they're already so deep into this, they're pulling out every last stop you can possibly imagine in the next four months until there's midterms, which then if the other, if Republicans can uh, win, they can basically, um, you know, pause the, the powers that a president has or what they can do. Um, but... There's also things in motion where uh, I believe something's going to happen to Biden. He's either going to die or something's going to happen. Kamala will go into office. She'll pick Gavin Newsom or probably Michelle Obama or something like that. And uh, it's going to be a new regime. Uh, When that happens, who knows? But what's happening is they're trying to gear up the office to have more dictatorship powers. And we went through the bill Um, in the last episode, which you can go back and listen to, which is basically allowing the military to be under the direct control of the president and not have congressional oversight, which is normally the case, which is essentially what separates a democracy from a dictatorship, obviously, and to use the military domestically, which in the United States you're not allowed to do. So here we go. I'm going to play the video of Biden. Um, threatening to enact the emergency. Basically, there's powers at play behind closed doors that we don't know about, which seems to be the case. And um, 
it's short, I'll play this, and then I'm gonna get into the emergency authorizations that he gets into that obviously mainstream is, since they're not pro-humanity and they're pro-corporations only, you guys might not be aware of, but that's why you're listening to this or watching this on the tube. And uh, we're gonna go through what those powers are because they are bananas. I mean, bananas. So, all right. Here's the video of Biden uh, from his speech where he's threatening and basically promising there's more to come on uh, climate change. So take a listen. generation that sounds like hyperbole but it's not it's real act boldly on climate and so does congress which notwithstanding the leadership of the men and women that are here today has failed republican in congress stepped up to support my climate plan not one so let me be clear climate change is an emergency and in the coming weeks i'm going to use the power i have as president to turn these words into formal official government action through the appropriate proclamations, executive orders, and regulatory policies. All right. So that's Biden's little clip on um, threatening the emergency authorization. And so what does that mean? So if you're listening to this and you're not watching, um, I will read through. There's only about five big points. So it's a, it's a whole report that was released. Um, it's actually from December 15, 2020. Uh, but I believe it, was, it just came out recently. Uh, but it was clearly planned. And I'm going to share it on the screen, but I'll read through it. And what you're, what's, right, here's what's ultimately happening. In the next four months, it's going to be really, really weird. And they're pulling out all the stops to bring in the new world order. Like, that's the goal. They're going to do everything that they can do. Like, they're so deep into it. This is it. This is Hail Mary. They know everyone's waking up. They know everyone's paying attention now. And so, like, this is it. You know, like, cutting off the energy, causing the famine, which, you know, like, a month and a half, month ago or so, we did the episode on the famine, which is going to happen. It's all deliberate. It's all intentional. Klaus Schwab and everybody, the World Economic Forum, they talk about it in public. They do not hide anything. So you got to respect that, I guess. I mean, they basically, they say everything like our agenda. These things are really, really sad. It's, it's, it's crazy. So the climate, the reason why the climate change emergency authorization is going to happen is because the, when you do the emergency authorizations, it gives the maximum amount of power to one individual, like a dictatorship, and bypasses the other branches of government. So this report is signed off by Biden, and these are the powers that the president would get just by saying it's an emergency, which, by the way, they're going to declare monkeypox emergency, which we did a monkeypox episode, you know, a month ago that they're, they're, you're going to hear emergency a lot because emergency is the ultimate tool for the last possible things that they could do to enact the new world order. 
and everybody knows this is going on now. So it's called executive order on averting the climate emergency. Now you're probably thinking, oh, this is great. They are doing everything they can because they love humanity. They are pro-human. However, I don't think anyone's dumb anymore. And everybody knows the agenda is to centralize power. So there's a dictatorship through, across the world. And that everybody who has a high ESG score, like Sri Lanka, with a 98, is collapsing from within. And now they're being rationed gas. They're being, they have to scan barcodes when they travel a certain distance. It is, the, it is the World Economic Forum putting their powers and control in place in places like Sri Lanka. And next, my prediction, the next major country that's going to collapse is probably going to be South Africa. So just keep your mind out or keep your eye out for that. But going back to the U.S., full circle, to the executive order on averting, keyword, averting the climate emergency. So it says, by the, this is, I'm reading this. By the authority vested in me as the president by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, it is hereby ordered as follows. Now, wait until you hear these things and you will just know by me reading these new dictatorship powers and what is going to happen that this is not for the people. This can't possibly be pro-human. It's like literally anti-human. It's bananas. Section one. Declaration of a National Climate Emergency. And goes, I, Joseph Biden, President of the United States of America, find that the climate crisis caused primarily by fossil fuels poses an existential threat to every aspect of society. So you're going to hear the words in the next four months. You're going to hear emergency all the time. You're going to hear pandemic. You're going to hear um, existential threat because those are the key terms that give dictatorial powers to somebody in the United States of America. Specifically, if you're American, that's what you're going to hear. Warming temperatures are already causing more destructive wildfires, stronger hurricanes, and we're going to go through the actual climate change data, by the way. Warning, to, and again, we're not Republican, we're not Democrat, we're not independent, we're pro-human beings. Always will be, and that's it. We want humans to prosper and be successful, and we want you to take everything that God has given you and take it to the next level, or whoever you look up to, whatever higher power, doesn't matter. You can look up to a giant frog, and we still love you, as long as you are a good person. Warming temperatures are already causing more destructive wildfires, stronger hurricanes, worsening droughts, floods, and coastal erosion from rising seas. From the spread of disease, interesting, to destabilizing food and water security, also interesting, and the unraveling of natural ecosystems, the climate crisis is already killing people across the nation and is costing the U.S. economy billions in damages every year. The harms from fossil fuels extraction and climate disruption are not felt equally, but instead fall first and worst on black, brown, indigenous, you know that word, and other communities of color, as well as low wealth and other frontline communities. The overwhelming scientific consensus, that's it, you're also going to hear the words experts say, or, you know, like things like that, right? Nameless, faceless things. 
where you can't identify one particular person to it, right? You can't assign blame if they're wrong. The overwhelming scientific consensus has def definitively concluded that without deep and rapid emissions reductions, warming will exceed 1.5 degrees Celsius and will result in catastrophic damage around the world. Every fraction of additional warming above one and a half degrees Celsius will worsen these harms, threatening lives, health and safety, livelihoods, the environment, economy, and national security for this and future generations. So I'm going to stop right there and I just want to give my opinion on something. That's really, really interesting because everything that's related to going green and clean energy is pretty much manufactured in China. So they mentioned the words national security, yet almost everything that is made for clean energy comes from China. Now, I could be crazy, and this could be another conspiracy, but that doesn't seem like it would be good for national security of a country that doesn't like you and you don't like them to bring from China so they can... They can program it differently. They can put things in it where they can, who knows, extract intelligence, whatever the case may be. I'm sure there's sophisticated technology that can be utilized to put in these things if they're going on everybody's houses, if they're going on everybody's cars, tracking, who knows? There's got to be data that's possible to get that is advantageous for the country you're from, that you're getting it from. Let me just continue to say what this outlines, then I'm going to go through the emergency authorizations that he gets by declaring this an emergency. And you let me know if that's something that feels comfortable and cozy inside. Global emissions must be reduced by half over the next decade to limit warming to below one and a half degrees Celsius. Accordingly, it is in the national interest of the, for the United States, based on our cumulative emissions and respective capabilities, to lead the way by reducing greenhouse gas emissions by at least 70% by 2030 and to near zero by 2040. We must transform our extractive economy to a regenerative and inclusive one. That's also a word you're going to hear a lot is inclusive. In a manner that dismantles systemic racism and advances environmental, racial, and economic justice. Okay. It's just interesting. They use, I feel like words are, they use very powerful, strong words that divides people, in my opinion. I think for the vast majority of human beings, we all love each other and want people to succeed because selfishly, it is in our personal best interest for other humans around us to do well, because that will then in turn allow you to do well as a human. For example, the more you put out that's good into this world, a crazy thing happens. Ready? This is crazy. Get ready. This is wild. More good things happen to you. I know. I know what you're thinking. Conspiracy. I know. I'm aware. However, it is my thesis that the more good you do to others, the more good that happens to you. If you are kind to others, people tend to be kind to you. I know. Conspiracy, you guys are saying conspiracy. You're saying this has been debunked. You need to fact check this. It's fake news. I know. But hey, do your own research. So by declaring this an emergency, it gives 
it, it, he's, he's enacting the following few things. And if this is a pro-human agenda, if this is truly for the betterment of humanity, do we not agree that there would be maybe a, I don't know, a calculated transition where people would eventually move off it together? Or would you just cut everything off right away and be like, you know what? If that causes a famine or people don't have energy for a year, screw it. We, for the planet, we need humans to die. Or do we come to a conclusion that works for everybody and that humans don't have to die? I, I don't know. I could be wrong here, but can't you transition maybe more gradually? Or is it an emergency? The reason it's an emergency right now is because people are aware of the new world order that's trying to be implemented and people are not having it. And that since people know what's going on, they are going to reject the lockdowns that come in three months. They're going to reject the mask mandates that are already back if you're in California, which is interesting that the state that's collapsed, that Newsom is going to be probably the future vice president when Biden all of a sudden disappears. But hey, that's not, that's not here nor there. I guess we'll see. We'll see who Kamala Harris picks. But back to the climate change. Here are the key elements that supposedly is the best for humans. Utilizing the Clean Air Act to reduce greenhouse pollution. So what does that mean? The Clean Air Act provides the most powerful programs to address air pollution and has protected the air we breathe for over a half a century. I bet she didn't know that, even though the air is totally messed up, but whatever. The full force of this law must be utilized to constrain greenhouse gas emissions to keep warming below one and a half degrees Celsius. And then he goes on to say, therefore, I hereby direct the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, which, by the way, is basically saying that we're ignoring the ruling that was recently made by the Supreme Court that was basically saying that EPA cannot do these things, but this overrides that. They're basically saying, you know what, we hear you, but we don't care. We're going to do what we want because this is a dictatorship. And dictatorships are good for the people because when we have power over you and tell you what to do and when you can leave your house, when you can work, we can ration you energy, we can ration you air, we can ration you the sun because Klaus Schwab literally said two days ago he wants to block the sun. And yeah, I know I know you think this is a conspiracy, but look it up. We can control the weather. Like a decade ago, we were able to control the weather, the military. Look it up. You will see in a testimony for the Senate them talking about we finished that project and that military can control the weather. Conspiracy? Well, as you know, on this show, we don't like conspiracies. We don't do conspiracies. We look up the facts and then we just relay it to you. I just simply do the research. Going back to this stuff. So the main elements here are going to be ending approval of new fossil fuel infrastructure projects. So no projects will be considered that have to do with fossil fuels. That seems very abrupt. And then cancels all exports so we can, we can, we can drill and, and basically come up with our own oil and actually not have to rely on anyone. This is saying that there's an immediate ban on fracking and that we cannot export anything related to energy, period, right away, immediately, because it's an emergency. 
The world's going to blow up tomorrow and we need to do what's best for you. And so we cannot export energy. And as we know, we can only import so much because there's a shortage. And so we're begging Saudi Arabia and basically the countries that supposedly are so bad and terrible, but we're going down there on our hands and knees saying, please, please produce more. Anyways, banning, it says literally this, banning oil and gas exports and addressing fossil fuel imports. So not only do we ban exports, but we are going to start banning imports of oil and gas. I am all for a clean earth. I am, who isn't? Who is it? Oh no, we got disconnected on the, on the YouTube. We got to go back on. Sorry guys. Sorry about that. All right, we're back. I'm sorry. Apologies. I am all for a clean earth. I am all for what's best for humanity in every way. I think everybody is. But I don't know how anyone can be okay with, okay, we're going to declare an emergency. We are going to stop imports, which basically crushes the energy. I would love for wind to control the energy grid. I would love it. Wouldn't you love it? We'd all love it. We'd have little wind turbines and every the energy grid was just doing great. Who wouldn't want that? But it's not feasible yet. So why not wait until those wind turbines or whatever it might be is enough to handle our current energy grid and then slowly get off fossil fuels? Why is it the optimal choice to just cut it off Why? But to, here's the punchline. To declare it an emergency allows you to bypass, allows you to circumvent the standard rules of law in the United States, at least, which simply has to do with some congressional oversight with votes from the Senate and the House and just go straight to the president. Like in our last episode that I did, on Bill HR 4350, which allows the military to no longer have congressional oversight and strictly be reporting directly to the president and the military can be used for dem- That is a dictatorship, everybody. I know that no one believes that this could happen in our lifetime and that this seems so far-fetched, but there are things, and you've heard this, there are things that you hear is once in a generation. So just because things haven't happened in the last 70 years doesn't mean the cycle of history hasn't had that specific thing occur within it. So what do they say? History doesn't repeat itself, but it surely does rhyme. If you just simply, a good takeaway is reading the New World Order, or um, sorry, the Changing World Order by Ray Dalio, whatever you think of it, doesn't matter. But there are things that are happening now that have always happened throughout the cycle of history with the downfall of empires. And what's happening now, at least my theory, is the dissolution of the nation state. And so we're seeing that more of the sovereign individual. But that's only happening because the establishment is losing the people's trust. And the one thing you cannot beat is all people coming together as one 
and not saying, oh, you're this, I'm that, you're there, there. Forget it. You're human. I'm human. We're good. And then pointing that frustration, anger, whatever it is, towards the correct group, which actually isn't even the government. It's the World Economic Forum. And the deal is that everybody is starting to realize that that's what's up. People know that all the messed up DAs are funded by George Soros. People know Klaus Schwab is trying to expand his whole Nazi beliefs across the world. People know that Biden is a puppet. It's true. It's true. Okay. Everything I've said on the show has happened. The monkeypox pandemic will be coming in the next two weeks. The famine's going to happen in six months. You can watch those episodes. You cannot. It doesn't matter. I'm going to let this thing just play out. I'm not here to be interested in conspiracy theories. I'm just not about that life. I never have been. I'm a nonfiction guy. I like real things. And I'm just trying to play my part to at least help a little bit. And this sounds crazy. I'm aware that what I'm saying sounds nuts. Trust me. I feel like I'm an idiot the more I think about it. But then I talk to other people and everybody's like, yeah, that's what's going on. But what can we do? That's what's going on. Everybody knows it's going. doesn't matter if you're liberal, if you're conservative, if you're white, if you're black, if you're male, if you're female. Everybody seems to know what's going on because you, you just because you don't see it, it doesn't matter. You know, I know everyone has felt over the past couple of years that there's a weird energy in the air and something's just off. And I bet you, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a wild guess on this one. I bet you, in the past, recently, you have felt that energy shift a little bit. I bet you, you have felt that things are getting better in the past couple of weeks. I bet you felt that. Am I right or am I wrong? If I'm wrong, then dis- then don't listen to my, then don't listen. Then I'm out of my mind. But if you somewhat intuitively feel that way, you're not alone. You're not crazy. You're not a conspiracy theorist. You are a human being and in this world and how messed up it is. But here is the truth. The people are going to win because the people always win because we're still here, aren't we? There's more of us than ever. We're doing better than ever before. You know, we live longer. Well, in fact, this year was the first year the uh, life expectancy dropped. The life expectancy of a human has dropped for the first time in like a century. Why is that? I don't know, because they care about humans so much. Is that what's going on? The people who are ruling everybody and telling everyone that we're doing this for you. We're doing, you know, we're doing this to protect you. We can't let you listen to this information because we're protecting you. Has your life gotten way better? Is the economy just thriving? Is everybody just pumped up? Like, you know what? The world has never been so great. Does anybody truly feel that way? I just don't believe it. I think the people that say that are the loudest. I don't think it's the majority. In fact, I believe wholeheartedly that 80 to 90% of people feel the way that I do. And that's why I'm doing this. And then I, and then I want to stop, but then I get a comment like, oh my God, I feel that way too. Or, oh my God, that's, I love this. Like, that's exactly how I felt. I'm like, damn, like, okay, I'm not crazy. I swear to God, I've never been interested in conspiracies my whole life. And then all of a sudden, 
stuff wasn't going right. And everything I've been told was a conspiracy or something I've been told has been debunked or something that's been fact checked. I have realized that everything that is truthful is opposite of whatever those things say. It's literally almost opposite. It's almost like if this, if it's like, oh, you know what? Um, you know, climate change is an emergency. Well, I go on the World Wide Web, the World Wide Web, and I search and I do some research and I come across the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, which has a $6 billion budget and has been around for about 50 years, 51 years, 1970. And what they do is, is they are the ones responsible in the U.S. Department of Commerce that forecasts weather and documents this climate change. Again, I am pro healthy earth. I am pro human beings. I am anti-politics. I am anti-Democrats, anti-Republicans, anti-independent, anti, you guys know this is an apolitical podcast. It always has been, it always will be an apolitical podcast. We just want to know the truth. And we thought that we're being lied to. So I look up this, this uh, National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, and what do I find out? Let me share my screen. The NOAA tampering approaches two and a half degrees. So it's been saying, so first of all, it starts off by saying the U.S. temperature record shows that the U.S. was warmest. And look, again, do not take my word for anything. I always say I put all the resources in the podcast, all the resources that I, that I share on this, I put them in the footnotes for you to look up. And I always say, do your own research. That's all I'm doing. Do not trust anything I say. Verify or audit or do your own independent research. That's the whole point. You don't have the mainstream media saying to you, hey, go fact check us. Go research what we say. No, they want to shove an agenda down your throat. And I know you know that because everybody knows that. That's why a poll that just, and a poll I don't even believe either, but it's very interesting that 11%, 11, one, one percent of people trust the news now. Why? Because they lie about everything. And it's actually fascinating to be, it's amazing to be 100% wrong, 100% right, 100% anything. And they seem to be 100% wrong. It's like a, it's like an unbelievable accomplishment. So the 1930s, is when the US, the US was warmest. And then here's a chart of the five-year mean of the average of the average annual temperature from this department that declares whether there's a climate crisis or not. This is the department. Now, here's what's interesting. The NOAA data tampering, it produces scientific fraud. How? Well, pre-2000 temperatures are progressively cooled and post-2000 temperatures are warm. But all of a sudden this year, as of since 2019, it seems to be going through the roof. Like there's been crazy global warming since the pandemic. Wow, what a coincidence. What would you know? Now here's the punchline of this. 
in 1970, about 10% of data was missing for the, to record these temperatures. So what they do is they use models, which by the way, they use models for pandemics. How'd that turn out? Last time I checked, it sucked. Last time I checked, it was awful. Last time I checked, it was like the worst model ever. Like if anyone made a model like that in real business, they'd be fired. But if you work for Bill Gates, you get promoted. In 1970, about 10% of data was missing. So they modeled that out. But now that 10% of data that's missing is 50%. So almost half of the quote unquote adjusted data is not real. It's modeled and it has increased. The amount of data that's missing that has to be modeled all of a sudden becomes less and less and less. So it becomes more subjective. It becomes more quote unquote estimated or should we just say more fabricated? Why are we getting less data as years goes on? I've never known anything besides government related stuff that has become more inefficient as time, like we've advanced so much technologically, like everything has improved in everything. We have more data on everything. And this one, we have less. Does that not seem deliberate? Does that not seem like there's an agenda behind this? But hey, don't take my word for it. I don't get sponsored by big business or corporations or anything that benefits from clean energy or getting you to buy something. But definitely trust CNN, NBC, MSNBC, and Fox News, who has 100% of their revenue coming from large corporations who pay for the commercials. But I am trying to have an agenda, right? I'm the one that's incentivized to lie and shove an agenda down your throat because I'm sponsored by, let's see, this episode, nobody. Yes, that is what I, I want to spend my time doing this podcast, just spewing lies because it's so much fun. I love it. It's so motivating. I love it. Like the more I lie, the more people say, wow, you're lying. This podcast is so terrible. Lie, lie, lie. Are you guys kidding? Like, how could that even make sense? How could that make sense? But the corporate media doesn't have an agenda. No, no way. How do they, what's their business model? Oh, let's see. Corporations that are selling, I don't know, let's take an example here. 75% of commercials are big pharma. Do you think that maybe they're going to talk favorably to big pharma since they provide 75% of revenue, which pays for them to actually report the quote unquote news? And if they didn't have that, they wouldn't even have a platform. And so therefore they need to please the people that are supporting the business. The model is broken. The model doesn't work because you can't critique someone who's providing 80% of your revenue because if they pull out, there's nothing to watch because you no longer exist. That's the fundamental issue. And so when it comes to the climate change, you have the, what's going on here is the massive corporations from China, from everywhere that have something to sell and to make money off of, like, I don't know, 
giving everybody in the world something? Who knows? Would that ever try? Would they ever try and do that? No, no way. Conspiracy. Conspiracy. They would never, ever, ever try and sell something that had no liability and that every single person had to take that's mandatory. That would never happen. I know. I know. I know. I'm here because I have an agenda. So as time has gone on, the models have been more subjective, more estimated, more forecast, less actual data. And as time, as missing data has increased, it just so happens that the temperature has increased. Now that could be a coincidence. That could also be, yep, you guessed it, a conspiracy. But is it? Or is there an agenda at play? Is it perhaps the World Economic Forum wanting, wanting countries to collapse? Like, I don't know, let's see here, Sri Lanka? Oh, is that maybe, hey, that could be a conspiracy too. Maybe it's fake news. And now they need to ration out gas and scan cart, uh, QR codes when they go a certain distance. And if they go too far, they get in trouble. And mass surveillance. So the reason why the climate is an emergency is because that emergency allows the president to be the closest thing they can be to a dictator of preventing imports of fossil fuels, which last time I checked, listen, I don't like fossil fuels. Let's get rid of them. That'd be fantastic. But can we do it not at the expense of, I don't know, humans? Is that controversial? Is that really controversial? As an apolitical person who has apolitical views, who views politics from an apolitical lens, why don't our feelings matter? Why do people not respect apolitical views? It's almost like everybody in this world has to have political views and that apolitical people don't matter. You want to talk about dismissing a group or like being, you know, wrongfully treating a group? What about all of us? What about us normal people who just want to be left alone and live and just live our lives free and do what we want and be happy and help others and hopefully people help us and, you know, scratch our own itch? And Like, why do we not matter? I just don't get it. Nobody ever talks about any political people. It's such BS. We don't care about politics. We, that's the point. We just want to be left alone. But you're shoving all this stuff down our throat. And now I have to participate because now I'm choking on that same stuff. And it's annoying. And you're stepping on my toes and I just want you out of my life. My life was good. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to get this mic. I didn't want to have to go live on call. I didn't want to do this podcast. I don't want to be live on YouTube. I don't want to be talking about climate change. I just wanted to take care of itself and have other people figure that out. I'm trying to watch football, man. I'm trying to see how long Deshaun Watson is, is suspended for. But now I got to be looking up the authorization act and be like, whoa, what kind of powers does that give the president? Oh, he gets to ban 
fossil fuel imports that literally powers the energy grid of the entire country, which by the way, is already happening in Germany. And you're going to see them ration out heat. You think conspiracy, right? In six months when that happens during the winter, come back to listen to the pod. I'll welcome you back. It's not a big deal. Whenever you're ready to hear the truth, I'm here, man. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not stopping. You can't just cut off the one thing that power of any civilization. What are the two most important things? Do you know? Energy and food. Have you noticed anything happening to energy and food in any countries? Oh, yeah. There's Netherlands farming protests, the second large exporter of agriculture. You have Russia basically saying to Germany, hey, now you're at our, at our mercy. Force before we're, we're just we're just not going to uh, we're going to cancel the contract. Sorry. But now it's coming here and I live here and I'm not about the country. I don't like any country. I like humans. We believe in sovereign individuals, not sovereign countries, although that's great. And I'm not trying to live with blackouts or brownouts or no heat or air. Like that affects me in a negative way. And doesn't that affect you in a negative way? So when you have a National Emergencies Act, you can go as far as, hey, without any oversight, I'm going to ban oil and gas exports and fossil fuel imports. It says that in the memo. And then the last part is driving the 100% clean energy transition with green manufacturing, federal federal procurement, and distributed, uh, sorry, distributed generation. The climate crisis demands that the country swiftly replace fossil fuels sources with clean, renewable, and resilient energy battery storage, smart grid infrastructure, and energy efficiency technologies to achieve 100% clean electricity by 2030. Why 2030? I don't know. Why don't you look up the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum and see if the UN has a 2030 agenda? Hmm. What a coincidence. Conspiracy? Wow, it turns out it's not. Everything's happening by 2030. You're just going to switch energy grids. We got to do it now. We got to do it now. Hey, we got, they look up right now, World Economic Forum depopulation. They say it in, on their stage at the World Economic Forum. Our number one priority is depopulation. Now, why these people get to think they play God? I have no idea. That's just bananas. But they say this stuff in public. This isn't, I'm not an oracle or anything. I'm simply just doing the research, which apparently, which is mind-blowing, nobody seems to be doing. And it seems to be like a big deal. So, Section seven is shifting financial flows from fossil fuels to climate solutions. Hmm. If money is going to move from fossil fuels, which is billions and millions of dollars, and goes to climate solutions, the clean energy, well, are there perhaps 
people that benefit from the money that goes to clean energy? Are there companies behind those products too? No, no, nobody makes money on clean energy. It goes to, it goes to God. The money goes to God. It just leaves the ecosystem and goes in the cosmos. You didn't know that? I thought you knew that. Conspiracy? No. We put it in a tip jar and we say, hey, God, come down and grab the tip jar, my man. No problem. And then, of course, establishing a just transition council with the EPA, Department of Labor, Energy, Transportation, Housing, Urban Development. But they're do and then advancing criminal justice because they want to help black, brown, indigenous, and other communities of color. You didn't know that? You didn't know Biden loves the black community? Loves them. He, in fact, he's such a humanitarian. He did public service for all these years. And he's worth tens of millions of dollars because people gave him tips. They were like, thank you so much for your service, my man. You've helped our community so much. You're a brother to us. We want to buy you a house on the ocean because that's not sketchy because if you believe so much in climate change, why would you buy property next to a body of water that would technically be underwater according to your models? And then here's the best part. Here's the best part. This is by far the best part. This just happened. You can look this up as well. I'll put it in the notes. Ford, I believe it was Ford. Yeah, Ford or GM. Maybe it was GM. There's a video of their spokesperson showing the media their new battery. This is the electric car. And then she shows this and they go, how does it get energy? And she goes, oh, you know, you just plug it in here and, you know, charge the car. And they go, yeah, but what power is that? And she's like, the building, um, I think coal. Wait, what? Coal? Coal? Wait, what just happened? I just got really confused when I heard that. It comes from the building, which is powered by coal? Coal? What, am, what is going on? I feel, like, I feel like I'm in Bizarro World. I feel like I'm in, like the spokesperson said that. You can Google that video. That just happened the other day. I think it was like two days ago. The guy asked me, he's like, yeah, where do you get, she, you plug it in. Oh, really? Well, where does that come from? Ah, it, it powers by the building, I think, uh, coal? Coal? Isn't coal like the worst thing for the environment besides like burning trash? So we're seeing a major energy crisis in first world countries where there's going to be blackouts, there's going to be rationing, all this stuff. You got a food crisis, which we already predicted a long time ago. I told you that on the famine episode. I know it hasn't happened. You guys still think I'm crazy. But these things take, there's like a six month lag time. You see it happen, then you don't feel that impact for like six months because the supply chains, all that are so massive. So there's like everything that's happening now is for like the next six months. But then in six, so basically if it's six months, things fall off the rails and you need to fix it. Well, guess what? It takes another six months for it to come back and that's a year. So if, it, if you ever feel the pain of something, that's from a decision that happened six months prior. That's the thing I'm scared about. I'm not about that, that life of having just all people die of famine and not have energy. I just don't get why it has to be like that. And yet it's pitched as this inclusive. It's better for people of color. That's such BS. 
And you know what the best part is? And I fully believe this too. Those very people that they're trying to help, they know it's BS. They're the ones that know it's BS more than anyone else. They know that they don't give a damn about them. That's my, that's the best part. Every African-American that I talk to, no, in fact, they're more skeptical of the government and stuff because of the, the ridiculous stuff they did with like the syphilis experiments for like 40 years before Ted Kennedy shut it down, where they just like gave black people um, syphilis and just let them see how it turned out like unlawfully and all these experiments they run in Africa and all like, it's so messed up. It's so messed up. These people are more weary than white people because of that terrible stuff that happened. They know it's an agenda that's much bigger that has to do with a money grab and a power grab. They know. Every single African American I talk to is like, yeah, we've known that for like 20 years. I'm like, what? I'm like, I just, what? I'm like, I like, I just figured this out in like the past year. They're like, yeah, no, I've known this since I was like, you know, knee high. I was like, what? Like literally my Uber driver just said that like two days ago. He was this black dude. He's like, I was like, you know, like they're just trying to rule us with tyranny and all this stuff. And he goes, he goes, yeah, man, like that's how it's always been. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I just found out about like the simplest experiments. He's like, yeah, man, I wouldn't trust them. I was like, oh my God. He's like, the whole thing's a game. The whole thing's rigged. I almost pooped my pants. In his car, I almost pooped. That was bananas. So the very people you're trying to help know that you're not trying to help them. So like when you hear over these next, I'm telling you, these next four months are going to be the weirdest four months. I truly believe it's going to be the weirdest four months of our life so far. And you're going to hear the, our favorite buzzwords, conspiracy, fact check, debunked. You know what we do when we hear those? We go on the World Wide Web, we research, and then we find out the real motive. And then I share and then I tell you to not trust me and go figure it out yourself. Whenever someone doesn't want you to verify what they're saying or wants to suppress another side of an argument, call me crazy because I know I seem to be really out there. Maybe they have ulterior motives and aren't telling you the truth. Why? If your idea is so good or if your product is so good, why would you not want a competitor or people debating you? Just why? In what world is that normal and good for the end consumer? When market forces are not at play, like when they're like, oh, just use their product, use their product, mix and match, boom, 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 we don't care. And just like everyone's friends, that's not competition, that's corruption. And it's really sick that that's out there, it's messed up. But it's real and it's serious. And I'm not trying to live in that world and I know you don't wanna live in that world either. So can we, and when I say we, I mean humans, can we not do what we have done for all of our existence, which is wait until the 11th hour to be like, oh wow, if I don't change something, I die, so then we figure it out. Can we do it at like the ninth hour, maybe the the eighth hour, we're kind of getting like to the 10th hour. Can we do it like at the 10th hour, perhaps? Do we really have to wait to the 11th hour? Why is that in our DNA? Why can't we do it a little? It'd be great if we did a little head of schedule this time. Just because it's, to be honest, it's a little inconvenient for me. And I just, I don't know, call me crazy, but I'm not trying to go to the deep, deep, deepest part of all this and then figure it out. 
Because I know we're going to figure it out. We have to. But why do we have to wait until it's our only option to live? That's the story in every situation. And when you see a president, if you're in America and you see a president, I can only speak to that because I live here. All of a sudden, you've never seen this before in your life, but all of a sudden you see two pandemics in a row. You have in New York, you have a public service announcement of a nuclear bomb hitting. They're trying to normalize the most ridiculous outlandish things of all time. So if it happens, it's normalized. Well, heads up, this stuff's not normal. We don't, we don't not have any pandemics and all of a sudden we have two pandemics. And I know I'm speaking ahead of here. I'm, I, as you guys know, I said monkeypox will be a pandemic. It's not. So I don't want to put that out there. It's not. We've only had one. But if we get another one, well, then what? That's not normal. You don't just all of a sudden have no pandemics and all of a sudden pandemics are everywhere. And then boom, we have a million vaccines for everything. Vaccine for depression, vaccine for monkeypox. Just, we're just gonna, we're doing it because we love humanity. Don't worry about nutrition and exercise. Just worry about clean energy and vaccines. And guess what? There's no money behind this. We're doing this because we love you. And we care about you. And every time you had a bad day, who was there? Pfizer. Every time you were down, who was there? The White House. What do you guys forget? On the last episode, they're like, you, they, they'll show something on TV, like a video, like of someone, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, pushing a gate over. And then after that, they go, nobody pushed a gate over. And you're like, why? I, ju- I just saw that. And they're like, no, you didn't see that. And then you think you're going crazy until you talk to the yeah, I saw it too. And they're like, nope, you didn't see it. You didn't see it. You're psychotic. You're the crazy one. And we're trying to do what's we're declaring 900 emergencies so we can just make sure your life is so great. And that's why we're investing more money in marketing than R&D on the vaccines and stuff. Because we love you. We love you. They should just write us love note postcards. We're protecting the climate for you. We don't have an agenda. The independent media creators have agendas. They're, you know, they're peddling conspiracy theories because they're, they're, because they're bad and we, Don't listen to them. Listen to us. We don't have an agenda. We only get paid by the same companies. It's a coincidence. And if you think that they're related, it's a conspiracy. And we will debunk it and fact check you until you're dead. I love it. I love it. If you ever want to know what's true, just search what you think isn't true and put fact check next to it. And then you can just find out and be like, oh, wow, that's fact check. So the truth is the opposite. Or that was debunked. Oh, wow. So that's the truth, I guess. Or that's a conspiracy. Just look into it. Next time you hear the word conspiracy, do research. I'm, a, I'm, I'm all about climate also. I just now have researched what's going on and realized the hottest temperatures are in the 1930s. And then I'm like, hmm, why would you want to declare an emergency? Oh, I get dictatorial powers. 
I can pass agendas without anybody else signing off. I know this stuff seems crazy. I am so aware of that. The fact that it's coming out of my mouth makes me feel almost psychotic. But everything seems to be coming true and everything is easily researchable, if that's a real word, on the internet. And if you just take 10 minutes to verify this stuff, you will realize the hottest temperatures were in the 1930s. How is that possible? Just how? Don't even trust me. Go look it up yourself. And then electric cars are powered by coal. The spokesman just said that. It's a power grab, people. And I know you know that. You may not have known the details of that. You may not have known that 50% of the data now is modeled out as opposed to being real data, whereas opposed in the 1970s, there was only 10% of data missing. Now, all of a sudden, as we've gotten more technology and way smarter, we're all of a sudden missing more data. How interesting. That's just fascinating. We are lied to about everything. In fact, it's almost like opposite day in my whole life. I've been duped. You've been duped. We've all been duped. And here's the deal, and I'll end with this. I have one simple goal, and I mean this with every ounce of my being, is I believe so strongly, and this is a selfish thing too. I want my life to be incredible. And I know this to be true, that when you do things that are better for humanity, you get better things in return for your life. Better things happen to you. You achieve your goals or things just start compounding like an investment. At first, it's like, you know, you make, you make, you know, one times your money and then two, and then boom, you live to 93, like Warren Buffett and you have a hundred billion dollars. Do you know 99% of his wealth came after the age of 65? I mean, compounding is powerful. If that dude retired at 65, like a normal dude, he would have $11.2 million. Now he's got about $100 billion. Compounding is incredible. So the more good you do, the more your results compound in good ways. And I simply want what is best for you, humanity, because then my life becomes better. And my life becomes dope. And you guys don't get into my life, and I'm all about that. But I'm not going to sit back and all of a sudden just wake up and be under a dictatorship. Nobody in history, people, nobody in history ever woke up and was like, I want to be ruled by a dictator. Like, just think about how those occurrences happened. Nobody ever chose to be under a dictator. It was taken over. And to have the audacity to think that that cannot happen now and that things with climate change and pandemics cannot be associated with somebody becoming a dictator, I don't understand why that's such a conspiracy. I really don't. It's happened throughout history at every, at every point. And every empire has also crumbled. Why is that so crazy? The climate crisis, the climate emergency is to, is to intentionally cripple normal everyday people. The very communities they say they care about the most, like the poor people that they want to help, those are the people it's going to crush first. And if you haven't, listen to this Sri Lanka episode I did or do your own research on it. Don't even listen to mine. I don't care. 
Just do your own research on it and see how that all happened. It's the result of these exact same policies. And that what's happening in Germany, where they're rationing out heat, is the result of the exact same policies. We have countries where we can foreshadow what results from the same policies. They are all having a crisis. None of them turned up. Sri Lanka has the everyday people living in the, the palace, which, by the way, had air conditioning when no one else had power. But they care about you. Your government loves you. How can you question that, you conspiracy theorist? What, do you not have empathy? Your government would do anything for you. They've always been there for you. For you to question that makes you a terrorist, an extremist. And that's why we also need control over the military so we can shut you up and put you in jail just in case you're an extremist. We can't have that. If you question us, you must be a bad person. Do not question climate. Just do you care? What the best is this? What you don't care about the climate? What you hate the world? You hate the earth? No, I, I love the earth. I want I want everything to happen. Oh no, you must if you if you don't believe in our climate change agenda, you must hate the earth and you want to kill humanity. Oh uh, no. Um I want to transition in a you know safe, um smart way where you know people can gradually get onto a new energy grid and I don't know, not die of a heat stroke or lack of, of heat or not having power for food and stuff like like I don't know. I want to do it in a respectable, smart transition. Oh, well, that's not possible. We got to do it immediately by 2030 because we need to align with the UN agenda and Bill Gates. Oh, okay. And you hate the earth if you don't agree with that. Like it's so radical. Like nobody hates the earth. Maybe some people do, but eight political people like myself don't. Last time I checked, I live here. The world to blow up. That's bananas. I just want everyone to do their own research on the climate. Let me see what it's called again. The executive order to avert the climate emergency by Joe Biden, which, by the way, I'm amazed he could write so well. It's really fascinating. The guy is he must have got an A in English. He was a smart dude. He has COVID with 19 boosters. And he's still writing great papers, like unbelievable. The guy's really smart and he cares about you. They all care about you. All Republicans, Democrats, and politicians want the best for you. They don't have their own agenda. And if you listen to anyone, they can't influence, you're a terrible human being. And if you don't like our climate change agenda where we get dictatorial powers to cut off all energy, you are an extremist. You got that, right, guys? Is everybody on the same page? You're a terrible person. You're an extremist. You're racist, no matter what color you are. You hate whatever color you're not. And you hate the socioeconomic class you're not in. We just want to make sure you know that. And if you're a part of a party, which if you listen to this podcast, you're probably apolitical. You hate everybody else that doesn't agree with you. That's not true. Everybody's down to live with everybody else. That's why this really won't work, but we're going to go into a worse scenario before it gets better. That's the truth. So go look it up yourself, the Climate Emergency Executive Order. 
written with fantastic grammar and big words. Because you guys know I don't have a big vocabulary. Joe Biden, he can't speak English, but he can write really good English. Amazing, actually. So we're getting energy cut off. His speech was a threat to people who are anti-globalists. That's what's happening. And then he's going to carry it out. And people who think they love the planet are going to be like, yeah, I'm so excited. Awesome. And then, boom, there's people dying of famine. And the fact that we need to finish by 2030 Go look at what other plans exist in this world that are for 2030. Maybe it's the Great Reset. Maybe it's the agenda from the UN, which is controlled by the World Economic Forum. Maybe they're just the same year and I'm a conspiracy theorist. Because I've been so wrong on everything. It's just connecting the dots. Come on. I wish I couldn't connect the dots. I know what you're thinking. I'm a racist conspiracy theorist. Now, that's an interesting person, a racist conspiracy theorist. What could that person look like? Do they have a tinfoil hat and they're like mixed or something like that with like one leg and three arms? Like, come on. Nobody hates anybody. You're only they're they're trying to do that. But everyone knows that now. That's why 11% of people trust the news or watch the news. And the ratings are taking... And there's a huge opportunity for everybody to speak the truth. And I guarantee it will turn out well for you if you do the right thing. Because that's how life works. Crazy conspiracy, probably been debunked. Go fact check me. This is crazy. Come on. So the president's trying, or sorry, the globalist regime, it's not really Joe Biden. He's probably thinks he's doing the right thing. He doesn't know where he's at. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying something's going to miss your, something's going to happen to him. Kamala's going to come in. You're starting to see Gavin Newsom. He's going to be the vice president probably. But, hey, maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist. You never know. You're going to get a pandemic on monkeypox soon. The climate change thing is going to try and be pushed through, which will happen because it's emergency, author, emergency authorization. And then you're going to possibly see people die from not having energy and famine in the United States of America, not just in Africa and countries in Europe. So I just want people to wake up with me because nobody wants to live that life. Like life's good. Let's keep the power on. Let's keep the food. But we're really running out of time. We are running out of time. These next four months could be really bonkers. Um, I just wanted to make everyone aware of of what climate emergency really means and to go do your own research on what the emergency authorization allows. Because as you know, it gives unprecedented powers like in the pandemic. That was an emergency. I bet you saw things the president do that now actually is being ruled unconstitutional, like certain mandates, but gave power that forced people to do things they may not have wanted to do. This is the same situation, just using a different event. Climate change. Everybody's for climate change. Everybody is, or everybody's for protecting the, the climate. Everyone's for protecting the earth. Everybody is. I don't know how everyone's okay with just killing off a certain amount of the population to do that. Let's transition smartly and just do your research for five minutes. And if I'm a conspiracy theorist, never listen to me again. That's the purpose. But I have the incentive to brainwash you. Don't forget that. 
I'm the terrible human being. CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, they would never lie to you because they care and they love you unconditionally and they want you to be more happy than they want themselves to be happy. Their heart is full of love for humanity. Get out of here. That's bananas. I don't even need to make fun of that because you already know that that's true. I know I got all over the place on this episode. My bad. I just got back from the vacay. I'll be back on my game tomorrow. Um, this is pretty serious, though. And his speech was a thrill. going to happen. So go look up the facts. Again, I'll read it one last time. Climate Emergency Executive Order. It was from actually December 16, 2020. And you'll see that you ban fossil fuel imports, exports, because of immediate climate change. Immediate. Everything will be in the notes. You can go to anchor.fm forward slash JSK if you want to check out the other episodes. If you think I suck, don't ever listen to me again and we're good. No problem. I'm just trying to do the right thing here. Um, Or you can go to the YouTube. It's called The Ownership Economy. That'd be awesome if you subscribe. But Again, I'm not here to pitch anything, so you don't need to do anything I say. I'm just saying I'd love it, and that'd be awesome because I get so pumped when I see, like, a new subscriber. But, hey, I'm just honestly trying to do the right thing. You don't need to do anything. So, yeah, that's it. Thank you, everyone. Love you all. Don't die of a heat stroke tonight because of the climate. Even though the hottest temperatures were in 1930s, you have nothing to worry about. But, hey, maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist, or maybe you could do your own research. Because that is the purpose of this show. I love you all. Pro-human, apolitical, until the day we die. Until the day I die, for sure. All right. One love, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Really, really appreciate it. Thank, Really thankful for you, Marcel. Appreciate you, man. Love the support, dude. Hope to see you again. Have a good night, man.